We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Tamara Gady. I've got a returning guest today because we needed to have a little bit of an expanded conversation about our last topic. But first, if you like my content, you're really going to love my escrow team. So give me an opportunity to talk to you about your title needs. My returning guest is the wonderful Terry Phillips. We've had a lot of conversations about her journey through uh, surviving breast cancer. I had her on the podcast a few weeks ago, but we weren't able to have as uh, as lengthy of a conversation as I wanted to. And there were some really important things that we didn't get a chance to discuss. So I wanted to have her back today to talk to us. Um, there, prevention, mindset, things like that are just a really important part of having to go through this. And so Terry, uh, she is a triple negative breast cancer survivor, and she is also a realtor. And so Terry, thank you so much for coming back on the show with me today. I'm really excited to finish our conversation. Very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, you just went through another surgery yourself and you are sitting here <laughs> recovering as we speak. So I thank did. you for making it in. Yeah, I'm glad you absolutely. were able to today. So this is segment two in the Participate in Life Together series, Surviving Breast Cancer. Let's talk, you know, the, the broad part of this conversation is, you know, kind of what did you learn through your experience that you want to make the audience aware of? And so let's start with the, you know, the, uh, we have like six bullet points of mm -hmm. things that you learned, mm -hmm. right? So let's start with prevention. Mm -hmm. And and I put our last full podcast on my social media. I don't typically do that, but I yeah. it felt it really important to share the entirety yeah. of the whole podcast and say to them that I've learned some lessons and we're in in talking with you. Right. Because I've put off things before. I mean, nobody wants to do any of it. No. Who wants to get a pap smear and a mammogram? It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Life saving is fun. <laughs> so um I, you know, I don't I won't anymore. I won't thank you. I appreciate anymore. it. Please don't. <laughs> so let's talk about prevention. Were you diligent about prevention? I yes and no. Okay. So here's the no part. The no part is during COVID. Yeah. And well, I think we all yeah. kind of fell behind on a lot of um, self-care. Sure. You know, it was more, we went into a new state of, uh, you know, what do I do? And I can't go anywhere or whatever. Um, but I was still diligent doing my at-home self-exams. Okay. Always. And that's how I And I it. asked you this question before, so mm -hmm. I'd like for you to answer it again mm -hmm. for those that are just watching this particular podcast. But do you have a history in your family no. of breast cancer? No. Okay. I don't. Okay. And I did not, I mean, they tested me, they did genetic testing to see if I, you know, had the, the BRCA gene, if I was checked to, if I was hurt to everything, I, negative to everything. Just, okay. So you had no reason to be doing these sorts of self-exams. I mean, other than just, it's what women do. Other right? than, yeah. And I had a history of having cystic tissue. So, you know, I'd go get a mammogram. They'd always call me back to do a second one, like a sonogram or a diagnostic mammogram, what they call it. And it was a cyst, you know, it was always a cyst that would go away or, I mean, it was never anything. Mm -hmm. And cyst, you know, cystic tissue is very common. So prevention, you have learned to be extremely diligent. Extremely diligent. I mean, I, of the women I talked to, 
I think I've talked to, you know, I'm pretty close with about 10 right now since I got, I met them because of this. And I thought I that was important it. to establish because you're talking to a, a circle of women that oh, are going yeah. through this. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I don't even know every single one of them are, uh, with the exception of one now who contacted me recently, I've never met before. Okay. I mean, they were um, sent my way because of a common friend or one of them I actually met during chemo when I was coming back from doing my labs and she was at the check-in desk, just had a death grip on that <gasps> folder oh that gosh. I knew. I was like, there's her welcome, welcome to the club folder. And, oh my gosh. And I went, I just, and I don't normally do this. I just went right up to her and hugged her and told her my name and gave her my information. And I said, I know you have just become part of a club that you never wanted to be invited to, mm -hmm. but you know, we take care of each other. Call me. I'm here for you. And we have become great friends. I love that. But all of them have found it, again, with the exception of maybe one or two doing self-exams. They have, okay, they have found the, the issue through mm -hmm. a self-exam. That mm -hmm. is really important to know. Yeah. Okay. We know our own bodies. I mean, yeah. if you're diligent about it and you feel something that doesn't feel right, wherever it may be, arm, neck, you know, breast, keep an eye on that. Make a note of, you know, how large it is, what size it is. Does it move around? I mean, get it checked. Well, and I think this is such an important part of the conversation. The reason being, you know, when we grow up and we're going through school, right, there's so many things that we don't know about. Right. right? They don't teach us in school, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and we've all had these conversations as older, you know, with the kids today, yeah. you know, don't know how to sign their name or write a check or, you know, all <laughs> of those sorts of things, right? Right. But for women, we also, I mean, if there's... I'm assuming there's still health education. It's been a minute since I've been in high school, so you guys bear with me. But you know that isn't anything that was ever talked about. No, mm -mm. self-examination. Mm -mm. It should be part of what is talked about. It absolutely should be. And I mean, I think I'm, I'm thankful now that at least, hopefully, they're hearing it at home from their family, from their mom, their grandma, their sister, you know, whatever. If they're not teaching it in school, I mean, definitely there's a public awareness about it, which we talked about, yep. you know, the, the Komen Foundation, and they've done a, a, I mean, you can't even say it, a fantastic job. It's beyond that of getting the word out, you know, to do um, exams. And and you always hear it from your gyno when you go in for yeah. your yearly or- But so many you people know, don't even do that. No, I mean, it's, you're it, right. It's, I'm like- It's like, where do you get the education? Where do you get the- How do you know what to do, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so spreading the word about prevention is it's, incredibly important. It's key. And I know that it's out there a lot. Like we talked about, you know, the a little bit we touched on the last podcast and people even say, you know, it becomes- what I call pink noise, you know, just because of the yeah, color white pink. No white noise, if, pink noise, yes. If they just, they hear it so much and they're like, oh, you know, why is this such a big deal? People get diagnosed with breast cancer all the time. They've practically come up with a cure for every, no. You've heard that from somebody? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it, and I think it's, it's. We need some fear. <laughs> That's what we need. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's like, well, clearly you don't know someone who's you know, or yes. close to you, who you love and you watch go through, you know, these Do they realize process. people do not survive this? I, <laughs> I honestly think that it is an assumption out there that the majority of people, and, 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 it, and let me go back, many people do survive, most people do survive. However, 
if you don't catch it or early, or even if you do, but it's an extremely aggressive form, yeah, it's a different story. Is something you and I also talked about last time of how many different types of breast cancer there are. Oh yeah, I mean, I didn't know even yeah. triple negative was a thing until I talked to you. I mean, there's so many. I there, you know, there's triple negative, pos- triple positive, inflammatory. I mean, lobular. There's stuff that you don't even, and you're like, that's a breast cancer? Yeah. And guess what? They don't have a cure for that. There's not a cure for any of it. It's just, they have found that chemo can kill cancer cells. Right. Doesn't mean it won't come back, but it has proven, you know, different ones have proven successful in treating specific breast cancers. The one I have, they don't, they have this treatment and this protocol that generally works, but they don't even call it, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, you have a um, a 7% chance this could come back. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Well, after you've gone through something like what you've gone through, 7% has got to feel terrifying. It, it is, but, you know, I think in layman's terms are like, yeah, but 93% chance you could, yeah, but it's in your head. There, you know? There's a chance. <laughs> there's still a chance. There's I have an chance. increased chance and there's an increased chance. Like the surgery I just had was, had, you know, was, I don't even know if you want to talk about it on here, but you know. It's part it, of women's health. Yeah. I mean, it was a full hysterectomy preventative because when the type I have comes back, it doesn't come back in the breast usually. And yes, after a double mastectomy, you can still get breast cancer. Right. That's an another common misconception. Because, yes. Yes. That's an important thing to say. Yeah. So, you know, you do all the things to try and prevent, you know, the, the, the chemos, the treatments, the surgeries we had just talked about. I started adding up in my head last night. This is my seventh surgery. Yeah. You know, nothing was easy about this. Now, things made it easier. People made it easier. Situations made it easier, but it, you know. No, there's nothing easy. I don't, whatever type you get diagnosed with, whether it's one that responds extremely well or one they're not, you know, really sure about, it's still stressful. Of course it is. And it's devastating. Yes. It's beyond stressful. I don't, I don't think that's the right word it, for yeah, it. It's yeah, it's not. It, it, it's all consuming in, on some days yeah. because you, like I told you, I had spoken to some ladies, like, give me some input, you know, what, what goes through your mind, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they said, it's just always there. And people don't realize why it's all, always there. All they're thinking of, why? You're, you're fine now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Am but- I? Are you? Yeah. Yes. Am I? I mean, even if you get past the the physical part and okay, you know, no disease detected, that that's great. No evidence of disease, what they call it, NED. Um, but then they tell you to do all the things, you know, and we need to see you again in six months. Right. And we need that's to, you know, was, it's a constant. Yes, that's what I was going to ask. Just because you've been in, you're now in remission, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Doesn't mean you're done with all of the testing and ongoing care, right? right. I will, yeah, I will always for the, at least the next five years, be called in for constant blood work, um, various scans each year. I have another PET scan coming up at the end of December. Um, you know, all kinds, just testing. So let's talk about your mindset um, when you got diagnosed versus, you know, th- <laughs> and then through the darkest part. Of, I saw someone in that group. T- I just happened, you were scrolling through it. So I looked, I wasn't trying to no, invade I your privacy, I <laughs> but you said, someone said, use the words dark basement. 
Did you read that or catch that? Yeah. I don't know if I'm keeping it in context or not because I didn't read the whole sentence. It just, what for whatever reason, my eyeballs were drawn to dark basement. Dark basement. And so I think that that is, a mindset is in, I mean, that's key yeah. to getting through this. It is. And so when I first was diagnosed, I did all the wrong things. Tell me what those were. I went on Google. Oh yeah, you can't do that. I went on Google. And um, because- no, then remember when I was diagnosed, I didn't know there were a bunch of different types. So I just went on Google and started survivability rate, breast cancer, da, da, da. So of course all the scary ones pop up. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if you get on Google for a runny nose, you have nose cancer. So, uh -huh. you know, you, that, that was the wrong thing to do. Um, once I got over that hump, <laughs> you know, yeah. I really just kind of decided if I'm going to, and this was after I met with my surgeon and, you know, you kind of start planning your path. If I'm going to get through this with any type of like mental stability, I've got to change my mindset. It didn't mean that I didn't allow myself to get down. I did. I think, and it's not like you're running around thinking everything's sunshine and rainbows. No, you know what but, I mean? But you, anytime I would my, you know, like she said, the dark basement, anytime my head kind of started heading down that stairwell, I'd flip it, you know, yeah. I have to, okay, what about this? What about that? And it usually, you know, goes to things that are my reasons, you know, my reasons why, you know. I'd okay. Start I think that's really important. That's a really big old nugget, what you're saying right mm -hmm. there, because I was going to ask you, how do you flip it? What if you can't flip it? Right. So what are your reasons for keep you keep moving? Exactly. Right? Your kids. Yeah. Right? My kids, my dogs, your dogs, you know, are your kids. That yeah. Was, are my kids. Yeah. But, and mainly you don't have to have a list of 12, you know, it could be two. It could yeah, be, be two. Mine were almost always, you know, been in Shelby. Okay. And, and even the dogs, just because I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe I, w I wish I was on the couch scratching their little heads right now or something like that. Or, you know, thinking of Ben and Shelby, you, and then automatically, you know, your train of thought just starts going in that direction and you're no longer going in the, the dark basement. I would think circle of friends, like confidants or people that have gone through it, like what you've created with these other women. And, and it helps to talk to someone who's gone through it because the people, and for some reason it helps to talk to someone who's gone through it who you don't really know that well. It They're able to share a little bit more. We're able to immediately just jump in without having to say, okay, is this going to make you feel uncomfortable because I'm about to talk about my breasts you know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> Something, yeah, right. you know? or did you have this side effect happen? You know, there are weird things that happen. If somebody hasn't gone through it, you know, they're more than willing to sit there and listen to you, but they can't really, you they know, can't jump help in. you walk and, through it. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, I, and this is something I put on myself. I was like, they've got to be tired of hearing about it. My closest friends. You know, like I, I feel bad calling and saying, you know, I, I just had a bad day. Why? My guess is that's a you thing. That's a me thing. No, it's <laughs> yes. that's why that's why I said that. That's uh -huh. a me thing. Uh -huh. Because have they ever said no. anything and to me? No, they would never say and that they never or would. feel that way or In even fact, think it. You know, I, I have said it around them before, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" You, no, you call me anytime. Uh -huh. You know, so that was a me thing. Um, is there, okay, I, I'm going to, I hope I can articulate what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Sometimes when 
and I'm not comparing what a hard time I've gone through to breast cancer. So let's just, you know, have that out there. But if I'm going through a hard time, I put my head down and I bury myself in my work. I keep going down the road. Right. Mm -hmm. But I would think that that would be a challenge for you, particularly because of the type of business that you do. Mm -hmm. Right. But would that be an answer to, to, to a distraction or to bury your head in something that you have passion for if you are capable, right? Because yeah. you're physically debilitated at some point, you know, sometimes. Sure, sometimes, right? yeah. So does that make sense what I'm asking? Is there a way to, can you also refocus to help with your mindset? So you're not staying focused on this so much. Maybe you're focused on this instead. Yeah. And I mean, Diverted it, it, at least it, partially. It's something does I, that make sense? No, it does. It's something, okay. you know, I've kind of joked with the women I talked to about, a, about um, <laughs> survival, survival, compartmentalization, you know, yeah, for sure. It's, it's, you have to, you know, it's not healthy to think about whatever trauma you're going through. I mean, I wouldn't be able to just sit on all the couch the time. and think about it all the time. No, you know that's, I mean? that's going to lead nowhere good. So yeah, do find your passions, know what your passions are, even if it work. I mean, you and I happen to love what we do for a living, right? but whatever it, you, if you have a couple other things you can bear yourself in, do that. It doesn't mean you're ignoring the, the situation. You know, you're having some healthy refocus. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So there's three things that I've heard you say that are golden nuggets to help people with their mindset. The first one is what is your why? Figure mm -hmm. out what your why is and focus on your why. The second one is to have a circle of friends that you can lean on to talk to when times are hard. More specifically to have a circle of friends that are going through or have gone or have through. A your, circles, yeah. Yeah, or a couple circles. Yeah. Or a couple circles. Yes. And then the third thing is to figure out what your hobbies are and have some sort of diversion. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I did the strangest things that, um, and, and I, I literally, friends would laugh at me. They go, what are you doing? And I said, I ordered stuff from Amazon. I'm going to make some wind chimes. Fabulous. <laughs> Where did that come did from? Did you make them? I've made some. Yeah. How'd it go? And they're cute. Okay. I like them. Do you they know. function? Yeah. There we yeah, go. There you go. Fabulous. And they're pretty, and it, guess what? It absorbed time. I had, I had never made, you know, also I started like, I had done this in the past. I had painted rocks and just putting little messages on them. And whenever I go out for a walk to try and get some exercise, which I couldn't do a lot during yeah, chemo just right. because my blood cell counts were really low. But on times when I could trying to, you know, get that going, I'd leave those rocks somewhere and like little kids would find them and I'd see they, <gasps> they'd post it on our neighborhood Stop Facebook it. page. So it was, just, it made me feel good. Remember what we talked about last time was the grace doing yes. stuff for others. That's yes. kind of my love language, which it's. So that's why it's hard for me to let somebody do stuff for me. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> but I would do that as a way of kind of diversion. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I've got to have something to do. And what if I make somebody else smile in the process? They have no idea why I'm doing this. I think it's great. Okay. Any other tricks to keep your mindset correct? The I would also add as much as you can, some kind of physical, physical activity. Okay. Um, Again, I wasn't able to do a ton. Yeah. Um, and then we had one of the hottest summers ever. It was so, hot. so like I literally ended so chemo hot. and I was like, okay, I can start walking now. No, I can't. No, it's so I ordered yeah. a walking pad that goes under my uh desk at home. And so I just kind of walk on that, okay. you know. <laughs> I mean, but it is that blood flow is important, not just for, you know, your body, but your brain. Too. Correct. So. Okay, got it. So not comparing yourself to others. 
Yeah. So we obviously shouldn't even do that in any day life, but we do, but we do, (laughs) we do. And then when you're going through something like breast cancer is all I know of. So I'm just speaking to breast Mm -hmm. cancer. Obviously it's whatever, you know, the person's going through, um, you start doing that. Well, she is so much more energy than me. Why don't I have that energy? She looks so much better than me. Why don't I look that good? Her hair, she still has all her hair. Why did my hair fall out on day 10? You know, and and here's the... Where do you notice this? Is it like going to doctor's appointments or sitting in the room, getting your treatment and there's other people around? Okay. All of that. And then... And then... And you start talking. And and you you start talking or you see them and you see them from week to week, you know, and you notice like, you know, I'm looking worse. They're looking great. What's going on? Or whatever the case may be. And here is, I mean, the the big answer to that is something like we talked about. We didn't know how many different types there are. There are so many different treatments that are given for even specific types. I know several women who have triple negative now. We all have different treatments. Okay. And the reason is, I mean, there's so many reasons. It's either the size, the shape, the location of the tumor, the type that, or the, not the type, but the stage that it is. I mean, just all kinds of, and then the the individual has their choice of what option or or their option of what uh, treatment they want. So you, it is a very slippery slope in any day to compare yourself to somebody else, but especially when you're going through something like this, because you don't know what they're doing. You don't know what their treatment plan is. You don't know what the doctors have prescribed to them or how our bodies are different. You know, and to me that ties back into mindset. It does. You have you have to control that, and you have to kind of get logical with yourself. Yeah, like it doesn't make sense for me to compare myself to her because we're not the same. We're not the same. Yeah. And then I have a friend going through this right now, and she had you know someone go, I don't. Why are the doctors telling you to do that? I don't understand. Don't you know? <laughs> are you a doctor? Yeah. You know, don't compare. You know, because they'll say, well, my grandmother went through that and they didn't do anything like that. Well, we're not the same. You're not the same. Yeah. Right? And you have to, and like we, I had said to you off camera earlier, I said, it's not like we can re-educate people to be sensitive because we can't reach every single person in the world. So the person on the receiving end of it has to get a logical sense about it. It's like, not everybody's going to say the right thing. I don't you think know. people probably say the right thing a lot, you oh, know? Yeah. I mean, I can, I feel myself, I have felt myself talking to you about this stuff going, okay, let's focus and make sure that we're, (laughs) and I think I said to you, it's highly possible. I'm going to say something wrong to you. Please tell me if that, if I am, I'm trying to be very sensitive. But that's just, I think you're, you're so many steps ahead just by being aware. You well, know. and that's one of the things that we're going to talk about is public insensitivity and aware or not aware, right? Yeah. I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe this is being optimistic, but, you know, I would think that most people weren't intentionally trying to be insensitive, you know? No, I agree. I, I, you know, it's what I, I just kind of raise my kids, like, if you don't know what to say, say that. I don't know what to say, mm-hmm. but I'm so sorry. So tell me, can you give me some examples of what some of the women have gone through Um, that I'm sure you can't, you got a list. Did you ask them? I do actually have a small list list. that they were all more than happy to (laughs) send to me. I mean, I've started scrolling going, wow, I know, (laughs) I know. 
Um, there, there were a, a lot, you know, okay. the, um, give me some examples. Cause I'm, I'm interested to hear what their feedback and, is. And some of this I got told also, okay. and you kind of just roll with it. Like, um, it's only hair. It will grow back. Yeah. To me, that's just absolutely ass- and yeah, it, ridiculous. And it, you know, logically you're right. It is, it's, it's hair. It'll grow back. I probably wear a ball cap more now than I did when I was bald because it just looks I don't feel comfortable in my own skin right now. Yeah. And people don't get that. They're like, it's gorgeous or whatever. You don't. You but don't, it's not yeah. the hair you're used to. It's not. Yeah. What I'm used to. Um, you only. Oh, this was. Uh, you only have to do four chemo sessions. That's easy. You'll breeze right through that. I have no words right now. <laughs> I don't know how many things. I don't know. You may look at me and I might not, not say anything um, <laughs> on some of these. And here's here's a great one. Hey, look at it as a free boob job and tummy tuck. Yeah, that, some of them have to have some <clears throat> surgery below. But yeah, the free boob job and tummy tuck, which I touched on another person saying, okay, number one, it's not free. Right. There's a huge misconception that Insurance pays for everything, which we've already discussed. That's not, it's not a one-time surgery. The mastectomy alone could be three if you have the mastectomy and then you have another one for expanders and another one for reconstruction. And then if there's a revision that has to be done, there's four. We lose feeling, you know, it's numb. Yeah. Not free. I mean, and then just, you know, the emotional well, thing that, and then that everybody goes through. Um I think someone, didn't someone tell you to go get a regular job? They, <laughs> <laughs> she, because I was, yeah, I was having trouble with the uh, I was like, oh, bills. that sounds ideal. Yeah. Who's hire, you know, um, you're going to. Can you see me walking in with like no hair whatsoever mm. and throwing up and, and something? Yeah, and, and, you're hired. And by the way, I have doctor's appointments every other day, but uh -huh. will you hire me? And and surgeries and yeah, yes, exactly. chemo treatments. And, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But, but yeah, they were like, well, and, and again, it wasn't, an, they weren't trying to be insensitive. They, it, was, it was actually coming from a protective place. I'm worried about you. Do you think it's time? I, I know you love doing real estate, but I think it's time you go get a nine to five job. Now, to me, it was insulting just because it's like, did you not think I would have done that already if it were a possibility? Right. Again, she didn't mean it insulting like most of these people don't. Well, you know? but also, how are you, how how much could you have worked when you were in the thick of it, right? right? Yeah. And I mean, I was able to work at my job, thankfully, because it was what I do, what I do for a living, well, for because sure. I can and do different things yes. and I have a support team. Yes. But a regular nine to five job, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to. Right be there most days because of doctor's appointments. Imagine if you worked retail or something. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it just, that, yeah, it wouldn't have worked. Well, I think, I think the, the takeaway from this is just, let's be careful with our words, you know, because someone is going through a life-threatening disease Yeah, and, you know, words are, words are, can be tough. People can have know? sharp tongues. And I know, like I said, a lot of people out there don't get, and, and maybe, you know, I used to say, well, maybe that's my fault because I didn't let y'all know all the time how miserable it was. But that was also me trying to keep a positive mindset. And you I didn't necessarily- You muck all the time. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't it. necessarily want to sit there and talk about, yeah. you know, how I haven't slept for three nights because yeah. of the steroids and, you know, or something, but- Oh, I'm so glad you're on that. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, before we wrap up, because we're going to run out of time, I'm going <laughs> to... This might be more me talking to you than you talking to the audience because we keep, I keep bringing this up. Learning how to accept help from others, you know? And Ooh. look, us that want to help, though, also... I mean, I, I said this on the last podcast. I've learned a lesson uh, from talking with you. It's not a, do you need anything? It's a, I'm going to I'm do gonna this. I'm going to do this. Yeah, so... First of all, let's pat me on the back because you know, two weeks ago, I let people bring me food. I know. I was really happy about that. Your neighbors? No, this was, you know, that was the neighbors who did it when I was going through chemo. And that was just a, we're bringing you gift cards and and deal with it. That's right. Um, No, this was one of my friends and she goes, okay, you're getting ready to have this surgery. Can we please just set up some meals for you? Instinct. I was like, no, I'll be... Yes. Yes. You yes. Can. I I will Yay. accept that. And and she goes, Oh my word! Who are you? Who am I talking to? <laughs> well, and I texted you and I said, I think I still said something to the effect of, "Can I bring you something?" Yeah, and you're but, like, "No." And I'm like, "Well, I because did it we wrong. had it, <laughs> but you, you know, you it was it already covered. planned. Yeah. If if we needed help, I would have, yeah, you know, said." And I also had to think beyond me. I mean, my daughter and son were there helping me, and I'm like, "I none of us are going to feel like cooking." So. Well, I'm glad that you had the help and I'm glad that you are learning how to accept it. it. I hope everybody does get that. I mean, if your love language is helping people, then you need to get what it means for them to offer and you to accept. I bet your friend's been accept. waiting a, few, a long time to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I think that's a great place to stop for today. So I, any, any just quick last minute, anything word-wise you feel you really need to say and do yourself exams, do yourself exams. Okay. I mean, early prevention really is, I am so, so, so blessed and lucky that I found mine when I did. And I didn't even remember. I didn't even feel that one. It was the other ones. Right. Well, thank you again for being on my a returning guest on my podcast. I reserve the right to have you back. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you for, for coming it. today. And that's another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Tamara Gady. Again, if you like my content, you're really going to love my escrow team. Uh, give me an opportunity to talk to you about your title needs and make it a great day. Good.